because we're going to be intentional about our growing, okay? Hello everyone, my name is Amaria and welcome to Build Your Faith Podcast. This was specifically curated to let us be open and real about faith, get encouragement, and to help us grow in our relationship with God and community with others who are on the same journey as us. Listen, if faith is like a muscle, welcome to your gym. So what I need you to do is to grab your pen and your paper because you won't want to miss anything being said over here because this is to help you build your faith. Are you ready? Let's go. Hey, everyone. (laughs) Hey, guys. Welcome back to Build Your Faith. And so today we have a special episode with two amazing people that I'm going to allow for them to introduce themselves. We're going to have a conversation about identity. And I think this is going to be a very important conversation to have, especially for Christians, those who are just new in their faith or still working on their faith, building their faith and all that stuff to actually know what it means to have an identity in Christ. And Mm -hmm. uh, we'll get into exactly what we're going to talk about a little bit later, but I'm going to allow our guests to introduce themselves. So Anu, you could could go ahead first. All right. My name is Anu. Um, I... I'm excited to talk today. <laughs> I guess th- something small. I guess I just finished university. Yay. Um, I love Jesus. He's like my anchor. So yeah, I'm excited. Awesome. Go ahead, Simi. Beautiful. Hi, I'm Simi. I'm a YouTuber and a content creator. And I also love Jesus. I love talking about him. And I'm excited to talk about um, identity today. Yes. yes. All right, guys. So let's basically jump into the conversation um so really and truly the reason why um this was one of the two topics that we wanted to talk about but i'm glad we're talking about this is because Mm -hmm. i feel like for me personally growing up i didn't fully understand what it meant to have an identity in christ i think i was even running away from it um because of the because of our my environment and the people around me and i felt like i had to fit in a lot of the time so i think for a lot of christians um knowing what it, the importance of having an identity and an identity that's unique and an identity that's in christ uh, maybe it's not something that so many people really think about but for you guys what does it mean to have an identity in christ what does that mean for us and why is it important mm. just diving right in <laughs> right in how <laughs> do you want to start Okay, um, I guess identity in Christ, honestly, for me, that is, I guess, would say, like, how I perceive myself. Um, and then, like, in the long term, you can then see then, like, how people perceive me. But I think the, the foundational thing of it is how, how do I perceive myself? And then for me to have my identity in Christ is then to think, okay, for, as for me, practically, it's like, okay, what does Christ think of me? Or what did what does Christ have or what does Christ see me as? And then I'm going to make that my identity. So whose image was I made in, like in Christ, you know? And so the Bible has a lot of things I'm sure we'll get into, but like, yeah. So for me, it's like, when I look at myself, when I look in the mirror, when I examine myself, am I seeing Christ or how can I see Christ? It's my walk towards identity in Christ. Yeah. Yeah. I like yeah, that. That's good. yeah. I think for me, identity in Christ is just, essentially kind of like she said like who I am is rooted in in the word of God yeah um and so I literally in the word it says I I live and I move and I have my being in Christ and so I think that's what identity in Christ is that I'm rooted and everything that I do flows from my understanding of who Christ is and what that means for me Mm -hmm. I think that's how I would explain it Mm -hmm. yeah okay that's really good and so for someone who is trying to understand okay what's the difference between like my identity who i am um and then my identity in christ or is it one in the same actually mm-hmm. oh that's a very good question <laughs> i'm like oh i need a second to think about that okay, yeah um, i like on one hand like they're not distinct from each other because like Simi said like in him I move I live and I have my being and I love that you asked that because I think that's one thing in the Christian community that maybe we have us like okay on Sunday I have my identity in Christ but on Monday I have my identity as a student or on Monday I have my identity as a mom or a worker whatever the case may be but yeah I think it's it, it is one and the same because if in him I move I live and I have my being in him I do everything so when it comes to the most secular of things, it's still very much God ordained because in him, I'm doing this 
secular thing. And as Christians, we come to realize that like as we walk and live by the spirit of God, like everything is then by the, as we cook, as we sleep, everything is then by the spirit of God, right? So I don't think it's distinct because it's like this, it's one and the same, but it's a good question because like I, I kind of, I get it. I get where the question is coming from. Mm-hmm. yeah I, and i think that's something i was thinking about like right before this conversation because i was just thinking about it like identity in christ what does that even look like right. um and i think we do make i think people do make that mistake especially newer believers where it's like who i am in christ is separate from who i am like i know it's saying at work or at home but it's like no everything is centered around who you are in christ mm-hmm. and so who you are in christ is kind of like okay this is who i am in christ and then there's this and then there's this in that i'm a daughter in that i'm a sister in that i'm a friend and yep. so because of my relationship with Christ, because of what he says about me, then I'm able to be a better sister. I'm able to be mm. a better daughter. I'm able to be a better worker because of my identity in Christ. And I'm able to set boundaries and understand and, you know, that kind of thing. Um, And so that's how I look at it. But I see how it could be like, mm, are they the same? Yeah, that's a good question. Wow. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I love you guys' answer. And even the reason why that came to mind is because, again, growing up, I felt like I had to have two different worlds two separate worlds like I had to have my identity as a as a as a churchgoer as a Christian you know uh you know as someone who just went to church regularly and all that stuff and then I had to have my identity in the secular world as uh someone who went to school a student uh someone who was trying to fit in with friends someone who's trying to be popular you know trying to have interests like the world and all that stuff I felt like that had to be separate and so what I found myself doing a lot of the times is like living a like a lukewarm life and mm-hmm. it's like I was teeter-tottering between a oh, church girl but then you know mm-hmm. girl who like to you know go out which is fine to go out but I'm just saying like yeah. there's some things mm-hmm. that were, were being done that you know it, it, it resonated or was the reason of why I saw this thing in my life as being separate mm-hmm. between the two right mm-hmm. and so yeah. for a lot of Christians I think uh like we had mentioned like because it, to them it's separate you know mm-hmm. it's really this lukewarm christianity i feel like that's happening yeah. and it's playing a role a very very a very very critical role in why a lot of people have identity crises because yeah. like they think it's two separate things right so mm-hmm. i don't know if anyone wanted to add to that but yeah, yeah. that made me think because like because at first you said like um, identity as a church goer or as like uh, like the one that they're the pot there, but <laughs> because I think that's what a lot of Christians have mm. an identity as a church goer, an identity as a good girl or a good yeah. boy or the one who can quote scripture, the one who can drop bars and whatever. But I want to ask: Is that an identity in Christ? Because an identity in Christ will bleed through everything. Mm. You wouldn't even be able to distinguish because it's like. When you're at work, your coworkers, you know, gossiping or doing this, or you want to slack off, you're sleeping off at work, but the Holy Spirit is like, still, your integrity, it's not because they're being paid, it's not because they're paying you, it's because I'm giving you breath in your lungs, so you're going to bring your best. But then if it's an identity as a churchgoer, that doesn't cut through, to, that doesn't break past Sunday from like 9 a.m. to like 2 p.m. That's where the identity as a churchgoer ends, and maybe on a weekday. Um, so... That's where I would like. That's where I would ask. Like, is our identity in Christ? In this, like, is the Spirit of God live in us and define and and lead us truly, or is it religion that we're? Or is are we playing in societal roles? Are we playing into family roles? Or are we just playing the part that we think we're supposed right. to play? So, and and I think, and, and I think that's so. Sorry, Mary, I cut you No, no, I was just saying, yeah, and I think that's why people view it as two separate things, really, yeah. is because, like, you know, it's this and that, like, it's the yeah. church girl and the and the you know student, whatever. But then we don't realize that one is being not fed enough because it's so separate. So that's just really what I wanted to add. But you could go ahead, Simi. Yeah, and I, and I think like I I will go I will go into like growing up like a Nigerian where we went to church and then on a Sunday we acted different from how yeah. we acted during the week. Yeah. And so then that created this thing in my in my mind where I was a separate person on, on a Sunday versus who I am at like school or, you know, and I think yeah. we want to talk about like, we've seen our parents do, you know, like the way they, you know, sometimes at church they're, more meek and more humble <laughs> and so sweet and then they go home and you're like that is not who I saw right. and so we grew up with this understanding that 
who I am in a Christian space, in a Christian setting, almost like a perfectionism um, expectation of the way that we talk and act um, versus like who I am outside of that, which is why a lot of people think that it's so like rule-based and people are faking it because they come in completely different from who they normally are, which is not what it's supposed to be. But I'm going to kind of throw it back to Maria and let I think it from there. No, you're good. You're good. You're good. Honestly, um, yeah, that that's a that's a really good point. Um, and again, I feel like because we don't think about identity a lot, we don't realize how much it trickles down into our our different aspects of our lives. And again, I don't know why lukewarmness is coming up so much for me and my as we talk about this um particular topic. But yeah, it does create like lukewarmness. And like like Anu, you mentioned like okay, are you just now seeing Christianity as something traditional, religious? Is it just okay? I'm picking up my Bible and reading one verse, you know, yeah. and I'm done for for the day. Or is it like you're actually working on you know developing a true intentional relationship? with christ and that makes a difference because if you do see it like that then your identity is not going to be separate right it's going to be one thing and so yeah yeah and i think i almost want to bring in like christian you know have you heard like christianese like christians talk a certain way and act a certain way and it's all like it's that's that's what it is it's an act you know Mm. and it's like when you start to i feel like one thing people don't recognize when it comes to identity in Christ is that the more you find yourself in Christ, the more different you are, the more you're likely to not want to fit in because you start to recognize the uniqueness in the way that God has crafted you. And so you're more secure in that. And so these like Christianese stuff that we say and we do, and it's like, no, I don't talk the same way. We're not supposed to talk the same way, you know, like there's unity in our understanding and our values, but there's differences in the way that we're not both like, you know, in the body, we're not like, we're not the head and I'm the head as well, you know, like I'm this and you're that, you know? And so, yeah, I think that's something that I I found very interesting when I was thinking about this as well. Like that makes me think of like, um, it's it it, it it makes me ask like okay what's the order of how things are because the church go identity the okay the act the christianese it kind of mm-hmm. comes over over since that it doesn't have to it doesn't have to look any kind of certain way yeah. but like it kind of comes but then it's the order in which it should come mm-hmm. it should come from this okay i sat down I, oh i heard the gospel yeah, you know yeah. And I'm engaging with this gospel. And okay, one day I, I sit down and let's start with, okay, I am beautifully and fearfully, wonderfully made. Okay, it's like, okay, there's intentionality behind my presence here. It's like, I have been redeemed. Okay, like there's more to this. And then that desire, that growth, that like then calling yourself, I am a redeemed of Christ. Oh, I'm blessed. All these things, because you read the word and you learn and you're like, this is what God says about me. Okay, I'm going to own that. And then those things start to grow. But when it's the other way around, mm-hmm. when it's like, oh, I'm just saying these things because that's how I just talk or, or oh, I'm just going here because that's what I've just always done. Yeah. Then you like it and you will see that like you it, it, it will be clear that, OK, this is a it's almost like a facade almost. Yeah. yeah. And this is not even like to attack. It's like a thing of like, oh no, like if it's a facade, I feel like this is like a good warning to identify whatever facades are there because it's like, Facades cannot hold, they cannot hold water. Like they will fade away at some point in time. They're, they will let you down, but only like a true identity in Christ can hold up. So it's like, okay. And if the order has been reversed, if the order hasn't been right, it's okay. Like the word of God is always there. We can always start like, start to like learn. But yeah, it just made me think like, okay, what is the order in which these things come about? If they, yeah. yeah. Right. That's, I think that's a good like question as well, because I, I think I was on the other end of the spectrum where, you know, I feel like your environment breathes like the way that you talk. And sometimes it's not necessarily exactly. like I hear the facade, you know, but it's not, sometimes not that, is that I spent so much time around these people, you know, I, I don't, I, you know, it's like, I say season now <laughs> and, it, you know, we're describing like a phase of our lives, but we say season because that's what we say at church. Right. And yeah. so you develop like the lingo and you, you know, you say things that they say and do things that mm-hmm. they do. And so for me that I think I became a Christian and then obviously spent time in the word, but then I developed a lot of the Christian lingo before God then started to ask me, okay, who are you? in Christ Mm. and what what do you believe about yourself and I think it was a lot of the experiences at church as well you know like when you boundaries are you know crossed over when people say some things to you and you're like why did that hit me that way you know and you go back home like okay Jesus like I'm never gonna go back there and then he's like 
No, but that's, you're not serving them. You're serving me. And so it's like, you start to recognize that, okay, maybe my validation isn't that person actually. And in what they think about me. And so that forced me to sit down and say, okay, where is my identity? Who does it lie in? Um, And I think, um, so to the question of, is there an order? I think it's, I think it just depends. I truly think it depends on the person. I think it depends on the context. Um, But what is important is that you are in the word all all the way through. You know, what's important is that you're you're close to the Holy Spirit, Mm -hmm. you know, because he will, regardless of when it happens, it will happen. You know, I think that's something, it's eventually, same way like every child who grows up in church starts to ask, why am I here? Mm -hmm. It's the same way every child who's in Christ will get to a point where they will ask, who am I? Mm-hmm. And what does God say about me? Yeah. 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 No, I really, I really like that. And um, kind of going back to what Anu said, like about um, like the order of which mm-hmm. these type of things come from, I kind of think of like speaking in tongues, for example, mm-hmm. um, where some people that are taught like this has to be done. This is, you know, mm-hmm. and it could be genuine, but it could also not be because, it was taught it wasn't like a holy spirit led thing right Mm -hmm. um and that's an example and one example out of many where a lot of people Mm -hmm. are being taught how to be a churchy churchgoer Mm -hmm. person right Mm -hmm. um and so it's like for me the way i see it is the question of is this being are you acting like this or doing these things that are quote-unquote churchy because it's holy spirit led or are you doing it because this is what you were taught because this is part of your, of your tradition religion or whatever yeah. and so these are just a part of the questions that i feel like people just have to ask themselves as they mm-hmm. are trying to discover their identity in christ and, and trying to discover whether or not they're their identity is rooted in Christ or is it rooted in the world? You know, yeah. because we may not see it like that because it's like, oh, well, I'm, I'm doing all these churchy things, but it might still not be rooted in Christ because of the fact that, you know, the intention or, you know, it's it's not Holy Spirit led or whatever. So that's just one thing I wanted to add. And I wanted to go way back onto something Sunny said um, about, uh, how did you put it? It was really beautifully said, but basically understanding your identity in Christ mm-hmm. you would not allow yourself to be so easily moved by your environment or the people mm-hmm. around you or trying to mm-hmm. fit in or mm-hmm. you know you wouldn't so easily bend to the peer pressure of the world because you understand that listen I know who I am and I'm not mm-hmm. gonna allow no one to trump that I'm not gonna allow no one mm-hmm. to like make me feel like I need to do mm-hmm. something that God has not called me to do and so yeah it's also understanding like our uniqueness when we understand like who we are we understand that we're unique and we don't have to look like the world and once we start understanding that as believers as followers of christ and 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 whatnot like we would truly truly know that this this identity thing it's one or the other there's no like split personality is not nothing like that and so yeah i just wanted to add that because i thought that was really really beautifully said so yeah and even to piggyback on that it's like a thing of like Actually, we don't strive to be different. Like, I don't think Jesus Mm. woke up in the morning and said, I'm going to be different. Mm. Let me then do miracles to be different. Mm. I think Jesus just woke up as Jesus and inevitably it's like, he's doing everything different. And so like, that's the same thing again. It's like, okay, like which, what are you trying? Are you trying to be different first and then throw out the Holy Spirit afterwards? Or Mm. are you just going to follow the Holy Spirit? Because it's Mm. like, then if you don't see, because then it makes you ask yourself, okay, if it also makes you even ask yourself what even is different because people yeah. might think that standing out and being noticed and being known mm-hmm. means you're different, but it might mean you're just, you're blending in with the crowd the way it is, but like there's something different about your spirit. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. something different about the peace that you bring in this, like your sphere of influence. There's something mm-hmm. different about you. It doesn't mean that your name is going to be known on billboards and everything, yeah. but then it's that like, with the with knowing your identity and growing in your identity because literally that's part of the holy spirit that's what god does he just continues to grow you as you do that you will continue to evolve you will continue to be different and you will continue to grow like in your like power authority in your peace in your strength like in every way the way that it matters you continue to grow and be different um even like um what is it the bible says like by their fruits you shall know them it's like your fruits are going to distinguish you inevitably but it doesn't have to look maybe the way the world distinguishes people but then it's like you can't bear fruit i mean you can't like try to have fruits without the holy spirit because it's like 
fruit of the Holy Spirit in the first place. So yeah, that's what I'm saying. Don't strive for that. And I think that that's so good because that's the nature. The nature of holiness is set apartness, you know, mm-hmm. like you're set apart. Yeah. Um, and being, di- I, and I guess that's what we mean when we say you're different, you're set apart. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you are not striving to be different. You're not like, I know saying, you're not striving to stand out yeah. or, you know, it's like at church, like the usher and the singer, they have equal, like it's equal. There's no favoritism yeah. in Christ. It says it in the word, neither Jew nor Greek nor none of that you know mm-hmm. and so it's this thing where the more you I, I think for me I, I will speak for myself but the more I stayed in Christ the more that I found who he was and what he said the more I found myself to be honest yeah. the more I found that okay I'm not acting this thing up like this is me you know yeah. I'm not pretending to do this okay this one mm, maybe not that one that one is not me <laughs> you know this one that's a label mm, no not that you know yeah. this is not my identity and so when it was rooted in Christ and I could even be more confident and bold in the way that I talked and the way that I acted and the things that I did because it was like that is me. That is yeah. me. And that is who Christ has revealed to me. So I think that's, that's a good point. Mm. And also <laughs> yeah. I wanted to, I wanted to add to like, I feel like this generation, they might view different as such a negative thing. Like, mm. oh, okay. Like being different just means being weird or, you know, just having this, this thing where it's like, you're not accepted because mm. you're different, yeah. you know, and no one, in this world as much as people some people like go to their full extreme to be quote-unquote different but like no there's still a part of something you know what i mean and so um but the truth is we all want to belong to something so no one really wants to be like called out and and picked on and and all of that stuff but you know i think that you know especially young christians or people young in the faith or people who are been in the faith but have not dared to be different i think that they just view different as something so scary like because man i'm going to not be accepted among my friends i'm not going to be accepted by the world um and as much as we want to pick up our cross and follow christ like we do know in the back of our mind that like it comes with persecution it comes with being shunned it comes with this and the truth of the matter is a lot of people though they say it with the words oh jesus i want to be like you want to be christ like they don't actually really truly mean it because of the fact that it comes with a lot of a lot of stuff that a lot of us can't really handle or we feel like we can't handle right so i just think that you know as we were talking about this topic like just understanding that yo dif- being different is not a bad thing first of all but at the same time it's not something that it's, it should be a feared like because at the end of the day yes we are all different but we're different together like especially Mm -hmm. as christians and people who are in Mm -hmm. the body of christ like we're different together and we're gonna understand that listen we're we're into in this together um and we're just as long as we don't look like the world like we're good you know so Mm -hmm. that's just what i wanted to add to the conversation yeah and and i think disclaimer maybe it's like you're you believe that jesus rose from the dead you're Mm -hmm. already weird Let's start from there. Like you are like you're like eighty percent weird at that point. So how much more weird are you gonna get? You know what I mean? Like you believe that a man died and rose from the dead and ate and then ascended and now Mm -hmm. is seated at the right hand of God the Father, interceding for you and his blood speaks for you. You get the gist. You know? know? And so it's like you're already you're halfway there. Why not just fall in completely Mm. and let him mold you and let him speak to your identity? Mm. And I think different different is heavy. I think in especially in Christ. I think as a believer, you already, like I said, you already stand out because you don't think the way others think. You don't Mm. act the way others think. You are called to much higher um, by script, you know, by the word, by scripture. Mm. And it's like this thing where now I'm finding my identity and it's looking even more different. And some people might not find their identity to be very different from other people, but for some people it's very, very unique. And so it's, I think what, where accepting that difference is, is surrender. Mm. It's recognizing, it's recognizing that I trust God enough to reveal my identity. I trust God enough to sustain what he's put inside me. I trust God enough to lead me in the direction that I need to go. Um, and I, I, and I, I'm going to go off attended a little bit. I think I shared something on my Instagram a while back where I, when I became a Christian, I sat with God and I was telling him all the things that I felt like I'm never going to fit in. Jesus. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. I'm never going to fit in. I'm never going to be accepted. Like I'm never going to be loved. Like, People are going to think I'm weird, you know? And people did think I was weird, but for a little while, because like uh, Amaria was saying, we're different together. Yeah. We find each other. Right. 
we find each other. You find someone who's the same weird as you and you roll together in the body of Christ. That's how it is, exactly. you know, because God understands that we're not meant to be alone. He understands our desire for belonging. And so in making you different, he's not going to take you away from community. He's going to bring you into community right. and yeah. the right one too, yeah. the ones that are destiny partners, the ones that are leading you yeah. in the purpose of Christ, who are going with you in the purpose of Christ for you. But I'm going to, I'm going to yeah. stop here. I love that. I was going to say, like, as he, he will lead you in, into community, but sometimes mm-hmm. you start, like, in, if you're in the case where you feel like you're starting off alone. Yeah. Um, what that makes me think at first, of, like, I'm, and it's it's very, very valid. And I think, like, it's a very valid uh, uh, thought to be like, mm-hmm. I actually don't think I want to be different. I want to belong to something. But mm-hmm. I'm just, it just made me think of, like, everyone who's done something that mattered. Um mm-hmm. At some point, they had to be the one doing the uncomfortable, different thing and stand yeah, out yeah. and be shunned. Yeah. Um, I this is a little bit deep, but I'm thinking of the people like that, like like slave abolitionists that like decided yeah. like no more of this. Mm-hmm. The people that fought against um, colonialism was like no more of this. And at mm-hmm. first, that was a weird thought because think yeah. about it, everybody else was doing it, but then it's like no more. I don't mm-hmm. care. And a lot of them were like ostracized and whatever. But then we. On the flips, on this side of, of, of history, we're like thankful that somebody did the weird exactly. thing and got yelled at. It's so like, this is not even to say like, it won't be uncomfortable. Yeah. It will be. But it made me think like, why were they doing it? That's the big question. Like when things are difficult, you have to get down to your why. Mm-hmm. Like I'm thinking even on a lighter thing, I'm, like I think when I used to like health coach, it's like um, a lot of people, like they would want to like change their health habits. But then it's like, you realize that like everybody around you has some habits that you're trying to step away from. But then you're like, I'm going to be the weird one. If I choose to stop doing this, if I choose to say, oh, I don't drink this, or I don't do this anymore. It's like, okay, that's weird. Do you think you're better than, better than us? We're even talking about just being weird. What if there's people that don't even support you, that literally wants you yep. to even stop that? So, mm-hmm. but then it's like, at some point, like with that, say you have a family that's not supported, what are you going to do? You run away? No, at some point you have to sit yeah. and just stew in your own conviction, stew mm-hmm. in your own why. And I feel like that's stewing again in your own identity. And then like, what does the word of God say? Exactly. Yeah. Do I believe that, okay, Jesus actually rose from the dead and he came and he saved me? Do I believe that I am redeemed? Do I believe that the Holy Spirit lives in me? Do I believe that, like, and and we also have a great example from Jesus, like, doing the thing, like, dying on the cross. Like, imagine how odd he must have felt. Like, I didn't do none of this. Like, I ain't even did that. You lied. Let this cup pass me by. But then he's, like, ignoring the shame. He set his eyes, like, he set his... um, what is it? He set his like eyes upon the price uh, to be attained, but it's like the same thing for us. So it's like it will be uncomfortable, yeah. but then mm-hmm. I feel like that's where we need to constantly be renewed in the word, yeah. be yeah. renewed in your faith. And I don't even think that's for the new Christian. That's for all of us because at some point in time we're gonna have moments where it's like God is calling us to something, but we don't want to feel different. But we know mm-hmm. we know where the Holy Spirit is trying to lead us, yeah. but it's uncomfortable. But we're like, you know what? I'm going to have to just stick beside it because I have to know what my convictions are. And that's what the word says. Yeah. Yeah. And even like the last part you you said, like, that's why we need to be renewed in our mind. It just reminds me of the famous verse, do not conform to this world, right? But be renewed in your mind. So like really and truly, it's so important for that to happen because it's not a one-time thing. It's not a, it's not, I almost feel like saying it's not a one-time decision. Like we got to choose Jesus every day, day, you know, like we have to do this every day. We got to renew our minds daily because this battle is just, it just comes so often that if you don't do that, even though you made that decision and said, yeah, Jesus, I'm going to be with you a hundred percent, you know, one day, like life comes at you and you're like, you know what? Forget it. Never mind. This is too hard. Right. But then you got to remind yourself, am I going to choose Jesus again, no matter what, or I'm going to say, never mind. This is too hard. Forget it. Right. And, and that's, that's something we got to keep in mind too. Um, as we're in this journey of really growing in our identity, because I don't even think it's like an end, there's an end game to that. Like, yes, we are given an identity in Christ, but we're still learning what that even means for us right and so yeah there's another thing that i really like that semi you brought up um and i know you touched on it a little bit too but it's also really just 
trusting. So, okay, before I even get into that, one of my biggest things that God taught me when I really was bold or started to be bold in my faith was understanding that we got to dare to be different. Like I got to dare to be different. Like I cannot allow myself to fear um, not not trying to be different, right? Or not Mm -hmm. trying this thing out. So like when you guys mentioned, or when Sammy, I think it's Sammy who mentioned it, like, trusting that god's identity for you is the ultimate identity for you it's the path that you have to take for like it's the best Mm -hmm. best identity to have and not the identity of the world it's really comes to coming to that terms of accepting who god has called you to be Mm -hmm. because i think the problem is we don't really trust in who god has called us to be we're like yeah god i hear that you say i'm um, beautifully Mm -hmm. and wonderfully made and all that stuff Mm -hmm. but the world also says, and you know, and then we teeter totter me and we go into this in this like back and forth in our minds. But it's like, no, you got to trust that God said this about you. God has yeah. called you for this and that and the mm-hmm. other and just go with it. Trust in that. But if yeah. you lack that trust, that's where you start to kind of mm-hmm. go back and forth in your identity. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I just wanted to yeah. bring that up as well. That that's that's so good. I think that it's oh gosh, you just when you went many places there. <laughs> you went many places there. I think it's recognizing that like if God says that this is who you are, that is who you are. Yeah. Like like it, like it or not, run away. I mean, Jonah, you know what? He ran. He tried. Jonah's all of us. Um and I think we all have a Jonah moment where we're like, Okay, Jesus. Um and I think one thing I wanted to say actually before that was God, I think a lot of Christians um, have this idea, this notion that God promised us a life of ease 24-7. But, but see, the thing mm-hmm. is, I don't, I don't think that's biblical. Mm-hmm. Because if we, if you want to go, if you want to start with the Old Testament, or if you guys think that Old Testament is outdated, let's go with the New Testament. I can give you an example. I have receipts, girl. <laughs> bring them up, <laughs> you know, bring them up. <laughs> if, you know, if we go to the Old Testament, like, we see Abraham. I don't think we recognize how difficult it must have been to leave his father's house. Yeah. Because mm. I've left my father's house and it was not easy. Mm. It is still not easy to mm. leave everything that you're familiar with yeah. to go to a different place. Yeah. You know, it's like to trust God while waiting for a child for years mm. after you've been promised a long time ago. Oof. You know, I think of Joseph and like, uh, you know, being in prison and you know, being forgotten, sold by his brothers. You know, we go into the New Testament. We think about like um, Peter and the disciples and what they had to go through in preaching the gospel and putting that forward. I think about Paul and how he had to be like the Gentile, like mm-hmm. all Gentiles belong in Christ too. He must have sounded weird right. talking to Jews and telling them that, no, Gentiles, ha- they, Jesus died for Gentiles too, you know? And mm-hmm. so God did not promise us a life of like roses and you know la la land and that's not what it is mm-hmm. and i don't think coming into your identity in christ is any different mm-hmm. yeah. you know what i mean because i think you have to contend for it at some point you have to contend for it and say you know what this is not comfortable but i choose god yeah. this is not right but i this, it doesn't feel like what i even wanted for my life but i choose god i mm-hmm. choose the bigger picture i choose god you know, because he has a full picture. He knows the direction. I'm sure Paul back then, he didn't, when he was Saul, he didn't think he was going to be like, uh, you know, he says in the word, like, I was a violent man who, yeah. you know, blasphemed. And that was what he did. He, I'm sure he never thought that he would be preaching the gospel, mm-hmm. you know. And I think it's, it's something that we all get to in this, this space where we see that mm, God may be calling me to something that may not be the most comfortable. God may be calling me to somewhere that I don't know if, this is where I want to go, but you know what? I'm going to let God lead. Yeah. I'm going to trust that this Holy Spirit is in me and he's Amen. taking me and he's carrying me, you know? I, and I think a lot, I think, um, and I'm just going to go a little bit before I pass the baton back to you guys. <laughs> but it's like how people probably think that it's super comfortable for me to share my life on like Instagram or social right. media right. or do like YouTube one thing people need to know about me is I hate being in the limelight. Mm. And so when the Holy Spirit came, and he was like, girl, you're going to do this. I'm like, you're going to miss me that, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you're not, not. No, not this girl. But here I am, you know, like mm-hmm. each day, literally like you were saying, Abaria, taking off the cross and dying because mm-hmm. I know that on the other side of my yes is many lives. Mm-hmm. And I think that's another thing. A lot of lives are tied to you walking your identity exactly. in Christ. But I'm going to leave it there. Oh. Girl, oh. girl, I'm picking up right there. Yo, <laughs> that's I was going to say that. Like, I was going to say 
um, again, it comes for me, like I'm very deep on like, why am I doing something? What is my conviction? Because if not, it's going to, it's going to slip on me. So then I'm like, okay, I have to look at testimonies. I have to hear, not like I have to, but like every time I hear, oof, this person just decided reluctantly to just do the thing that God said, to yeah. just walk in her identity. And it sometimes it's this big thing. Sometimes it's just a simple, like, I'm going to just behave myself today because I'm a child of God. Mm. And then you just hear like somebody's life is saved. And yeah. so for me, I have to look at like, what are all the people that I have encountered mm. that have inspired me in my faith? And rarely are they ever the ones who did the huge preach and the whole, it's just like, wow, the way that person spoke or wow, the way that person was patient with me. It's just like all the things that you just know, this person is walking in their identity. Or if it's just like, I just felt the presence of God and this person just walked in. Like, it's just like, I can tell that there's something different about you. So then for me, it then, then it's like, if I just decide to walk in my own identity, whether that whether that's just the simple mundane letting somebody ahead of me on the grocery line it's like who is whose heart is that gonna because i know how my heart be touched by the smallest thing and we all have those moments where it's like this thing was in like inconsequential for the person but like we know how that moved us so then it's like if i just do that like how many people can that change and we know god is very efficient god he'll like the one thing you do will affect this person's auntie. This person will do this to their neighbor's dog. And that person's this, this, and then before you know it, it's this whole thing spreading like wildfire, God's spirit, God's love. And so it's just like, and then, then you, like the scary thing is like, imagine when you then don't imagine how many people miss God will find his people, but still you could have been part of their story. You could have been part of their, their lights illuminating a little and shining a little brighter. So then for me, it's like, you know what? Like somebody, not even somebody many people made the decision on a random day to follow jesus to to walk in their identity and somehow some way that has brought me to to exactly where i am now and i'm grateful i'm grateful 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 for every single person i've encountered up to this moment i want to be part of that line i like i was was like who am i to let the love of god stop at me like you know so and i I think that's so good because love that's the word i was looking for mm-hmm. it's rooted in love yeah. it's rooted in love and love is sacrificial mm-hmm. love is yes. selfless yes. you know yeah. love is very selfless love is kind and and it, it thinks about like others you know mm-hmm. and so is this thing where at some point in your life you have to put away mm-hmm. your fears you have to put mm-hmm. away your yeah. you know like insecurities you have to put them not and not put them away like ignore them no you have to bring them forward and lay them at the altar you know at the feet of jesus and say god here they are what are you bringing what are you giving me you know what are you saying and you have to then say okay i'm gonna carry this i don't know yeah. how to do it i don't know which way to go but i'm gonna trust you and i'm gonna yeah. carry it you know i'm yeah. gonna walk with faith knowing that he that started the good work in me is going to bring it to, you know, completion in, in Christ Jesus. And so I'm going to trust. I'm going to trust every single day that you're going to help me. And some days is not easy. Some days is not. But you have to remember the why is love. Love yeah. for Christ and love for others. Love for yeah. Christ and love for others. And love for yourself. Because I don't think that you recognize that when you walk in the fullness of what God has for you is when you have the most joy. You have the most joy and that joy is not rooted in situations. It's rooted in Christ because your identity is in Christ. And so, yeah, I think that's where I wanted to, I wanted to add that to what Annie was saying. And even to piggyback again, sorry, Maria. (laughs) But sometimes I feel, at least for me, like in my faith, sometimes I hear things and I hear it as like, okay, bring your assignments and then you can, you get this. So it's like, okay, figure out your identity in Christ and then you get to reap all the rewards of whatever or figure this thing out and then you get to grow. But then what I want to say is like the same way we get to bring our raw, bare-faced, honest self, the unfigured out, the I don't even know who you are, God, but I've been walking with you for the past 20 years. So can we say hello and start this? It's like (laughs) you have to bring your bare self to God because he is the one who teaches you identity in Christ. Mm-hmm. You don't figure out identity in Christ and yeah. then come to God and be talking about, okay, God, like now that I have my identity in you, let's start walking out my purpose yeah. or whatever. It's like, 
he will help you. So then like, it, there's no shame in his presence. He wants you as is because wherever you are right now, that's where it's at. That's where your identity is at. He's like, bring it to me, bring it to me. So if there's fear, bring it to me. If there's hesitation, bring it to me. Whatever the case is, whether it's a reasonable excuse, whether it's not a bring it to God, because guess what? He knows what you're thinking anyway. So he's like, let me bring it to me where I can then help you, where your heart is in a posture that you're ready to receive help and you're not trying to figure it out on your own. Because how can you learn, say like somebody wanted to be in a relationship with me. How can you learn about me from afar? Mm. you literally have to come and sit with me and then we're gonna learn and then you can say wow i have a relationship with her and that's the same thing with christ how can we have a whole identity in christ should we never relate with him should we never sit with him so Mm. it's just that thing of like come to him he loves you and that means he's patient with you that means he's actually kind to you i read this devotional that said like god loves you and most of us can at least say that but can we say god likes us Mm. and i was like oh that's a good that's a good thought Mm. but it's like i'm here to tell you god likes you he Mm. likes you he likes your your quirks he likes your voice however it is he likes your hair he likes you so then it's like okay you can breathe that breathe your full deep breath and then come and ask him okay god i actually don't know what it means to have identity in you can you show me Mm. how um, and also just to go into what you brought up in this in this conversation, which was one of my questions, is that a lot of people might be looking at, you know, their weaknesses and things that they don't mm-hmm. like about themselves and, you know, their mm-hmm. mistakes and failures in their past and say, this is my identity because the people around yeah. me has already labeled me as that, mm-hmm. you know? So how do you, how would you guys like introduce the fact that, you know, regardless mm-hmm. of who people has called you to, who, mm-hmm. what people has labeled you as, that is not mm-hmm. your identity, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you guys wanted to jump in there, but yeah. Yeah, I think, um, I think like Anna was saying, I think I was having a conversation with a friend and I keep doing this because I wear glasses and I forget that <laughs> they're not on my face. But <laughs> um, I was having a, friend, a conversation with a friend and I was like, a lot of times people have this God that he is so high and so lofty and that he expects such a perfectionist, uh, perfectionist uh, standard of them that they don't recognize that he's compassionate towards them. Um, and it's this thing where we take our ideals and our expectations and our views and we project them on God yeah, and we yeah. assume that that's what God says and that's what God thinks. Mm-hmm. But it's like, no, God is compassionate towards you. And I shared the story, I think, in John 11 where... Um, you know, Lazarus had just died and, you know, like Jesus comes there and, you know, Mary and Martha are like, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Right. And instead he could have, he knew he was going to raise him. But in that moment, he wept because mm-hmm. he was moved. They said he was, he was deeply moved by the tears of those around him, by the weeping. And so it's like, God is compassionate towards you. He's mm-hmm. compassionate towards your struggles. He's a perfect high priest who's able to empathize with your weaknesses, able to empathize with your struggles, Mm -hmm. able to see them and recognize them. Like no one is ever going to understand you more than God. Mm -hmm. And so let's put that in in a little bit of a box and then come back to the question where now I've lived this life. I've lived this life where I've made mistakes. And I. it's this thing where the first thing you need to come into understanding is that you've been forgiven. Mm, you've been forgiven. And and you're a new creation in Christ. And, and it's this thing where there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Who can bring a charge against the one that God has vindicated? It's that thing. So you have to sit in that and stew in that and come into that knowledge that you've been forgiven. And I think it's Anna that says it's like, God has forgiven me. Who am I not to forgive myself? And so where I'm in that tension where I can't forgive myself, I come back and say, God, I cannot forgive myself. Mm. You have to say, God, you go with God every step. I cannot forgive myself. Help me to forgive myself. Okay, let's start from there. So when I start to forgive myself, then when other people are saying, mm, you did this, I go back again and I forgive it myself. Mm-hmm. This is not who I am anymore. God mm-hmm. is changing me. God is transforming my life. And, yeah. you, you know, just stick with the Holy Spirit. Because when the Holy Spirit starts to move, they won't be able to deny it. Right. So don't try to change what they think. You know, obviously, like in, the, in some spaces, you may need to go back and ask for forgiveness 
in some spaces you may need to go back and say, oh, I wronged you here and I didn't do this right and I would try to do it better. You know, in some spaces you might need to say, okay, maybe you were married to someone and you were not necessarily walking the right way. In some places you need to earn trust again. Yeah. But see, you are not proving to them right. it, as we would desire. You are just walking with the spirit and you're bearing fruit. Yeah. Right. That, is, that is it. You yeah. walk with the spirit and you bear fruit. And, and, and the, the, the fruits of the spirit are love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, you know, goodness. It comes out yeah. because you are, you, are, you are a brand, you're a vine, a branch on a vine. Yeah. And, you know, in Christ, you bear fruit. Yeah. And so it's that, I, this is a bit of a long-winded answer, but no, it's a it's process. Yeah, it's a yeah. journey. It's something that you, you don't wake up one day and now I, I have an identity in Christ. I'm not there. I don't know if they are, but I'm not there. And I'm sure they will say the same thing too. It's a process. Yeah. It's a journey. It's yeah. a thing where I walk with God every day. And some days I feel like the baddest girl out there. And some days I'm like, mm, yeah, no. So yeah, I'm going to throw it back into the circle. Definitely. And like, it even makes you think like, um, there's the one where you've done, like you've been maybe like you regret your past, but then there's also like when like people have limited you and mm. people have said you can't do things. And now you're trying to live in this. God is, yeah, exactly. And now God is trying to say, I want you to do X, Y, Z. But then those thoughts of, of, but I'm not able to, like, I literally, I'm not able to. It's the thing of like, exactly what Simi said. It's the thing of like, I just exist and follow God. Mm. So it's not even about, am I able to, am I this, am I that, do I have the capability? It's about who called me. Mm. Because right. Peter cannot walk on water. Humans cannot. But who called him? Ooh. That's all that matters. So and like I feel like Peter's, was he scared? Yes. Mm. What Did he fall? Yes. But I feel like, should he have gotten up and be like, God, can we just, can we try again? Would Jesus have been like, uh-uh, like, one <laughs> out bro like no like Jesus would be I'm very sure Jesus would be like encouraging you know so it's a thing of like it's not even then to say to after like we do the thing that people have said oh no you, you're not you, you're not able to for some for some reason so then do it and then come and like rub it in their face because it's like again Jesus resurrected from the dead and he did not go to his enemies and be like I thought I told y'all no so it's the same thing as like yeah. all we do is what God has called us to do because again like our priority, our identity, it's just mm-hmm. all in love. And so it's mm-hmm. like, it's its motivated out of love. It's necessitated out of love. Mm-hmm. So it's gentle, but also urgent in a way. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But then it's not out of striving. So it's like, I'm going to break all the barriers. I'm going to break through the glass ceiling. I'm going to reach for the stars. It's not really all of that. That's, that's great. That's like motivational speak and whatever. But right. like, that's nice for like five minutes. What actually carries you as you're like, flying through and it's like you're alone you're break you're you're literally feeling everything we just talked about you're alone you're not sure all the things it's like okay holy spirit where where are you like what where are you like lead me in this and he's the one who like guides so if he says do and we take that step to do then it's on him to follow through like is this someone said like every vision that god gives he finances Mm -hmm. so if god gave it to you if God instructed you, he will, he will provide, he'll provide peace of mind. He'll provide mental health. He'll provide like physical things financially. He'll provide like, if it's to do a, he'll provide the microphone. He'll provide everything. Not like it will just magically appear under your pillow, but he will provide of course. Mm -hmm. But yeah. So it's like, if like you've been labeled or if you've had a past that's contrary to what Mm -hmm. your identity seems to be in this, Mm -hmm. I feel like it's just, I don't want to say just a matter of because it's mm. easier said than actually done. But like from my experience, it's been a, I'm just going to do it. Yeah. And then yeah. And when you do it and you don't let the outcome define you, you don't let the outcome be your identity afterwards. So if you succeed, you don't let that be your identity. If you fail, you also don't let that be your identity. It's your identity is still Christ who calls me, Christ who has chosen me through and through, no matter what. And I feel like that's the way we have this like steady anchor of our like identity. That's not like waving with whatever our outcomes are. But yeah. But also like it, to me the way I see it is it goes back Mm -hmm. to love because if you really think about the fact that God knew 
that we were messed up sinful beings that we would choose like our desires over him time and time again but he still allowed us not only to have an identity but an identity rooted in him like Mm -hmm. that's Mm -hmm. crazy you know we're not just talking about oh I know you have a profession or Simi, you, you know, you're good at a certain sport. We're talking about having an identity rooted in him that goes past our, uh, our, our, our gifts that goes back past yeah. our talents. Yeah. That goes, it's just so much deeper. Right. It's an identity that, that has everything to do with such a holy and amazing God. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it's just, it baffles my mind. The fact that mm-hmm. we are allowed to have access to mm-hmm. God like that. We're allowed yeah, to yeah. be close to a God like that. And not only are we allowed to be close to him, but he wants to share so much with him yeah, that he yeah. is. And he wants to put what he is within us. Like, that's crazy to me. That I don't is... know about y'all, but every time I think about it, I'm like, why? Yeah. What? Yeah. Us, you know? And so yeah. it, it's just, again, it goes back to, it's a beautiful love story again that god wants to have with us right but Mm -hmm. we run from it so much and you know just going back Mm -hmm. to the question about like you know um uh, mistakes and our past and all Mm -hmm. of that stuff i think again so often we allow people to tarnish that identity that god has already given us and we Mm -hmm. often allow people to block the identity that we're supposed to have Mm -hmm. because we're allowing them again to label us and Mm -hmm. so like you guys already mentioned, like we really just need to not allow people to define us or to mm-hmm. label us or mm-hmm. to put like a, a block on our lives or mm-hmm. to hinder us in any mm-hmm. type of way, shape, yeah. or form mm-hmm. because it's yeah. not going to be good for our Christ-like identity, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so yeah. another thing I wanted to bring up is like our weaknesses. And I think sometimes mm-hmm. people look at it as a bad thing. Like, oh, I, I'm not mm-hmm. good at this and I'm not good at that. But like, mm-hmm. I feel like that is also part of our identity yeah. in Christ, right? Because if it wasn't for our weaknesses, the way I see it anyways, like our weaknesses draws us closer to God, right? Yeah. It cl- draws us closer mm-hmm. to getting to know yeah. him more, which also builds our identity as well. Like, yeah, I may not be good at speaking, but, you know, I go to God to help me speak if I need to speak, if he yeah. called me to speak, yeah. and he's going to give me the power yeah. to speak, not because I'm good at it, but because, you know, that is just wrapped up in who he is in our relationship, and that makes me who I am, you know? So yeah. I, I just don't want people to think like, okay, you might see a weakness, but that doesn't mean that that should hinder you in any shape or form either right that could be a part of who you are and so uh yeah that's just what i wanted to add to that yeah that that is solid i think you went you went places there but um i think i want to go back a little bit just oh the sunset is beautiful so i can see it from you know but i want to go back to what you were saying at maria where it's kind of like labels are hard i don't Mm. think um i i think i want to give them a moment in this in a segment in this and say that labels are hard for someone who grew up labeled Mm. as so many things you know like loud and this and that labels are hard Mm. and it it takes literally the holy spirit to shake them off Mm. it takes the holy spirit to and it's not a it's not something that happens in a day yeah it's some it's a lifelong journey you know, every now and then I still hear some things and I have to tell myself that is not what Jesus says. Mm, yeah. That is not what Jesus says. And that comes from knowing what Jesus says, mm-hmm. you know, and then it, let's, if we then move to the part of like people, see, the thing with people is they're people mm. and men are not God. Mm. So men will be men. Women will be women. you know people will be people yeah and so one thing that you cannot do or start to ask is is my validation coming from people Mm -hmm. and i don't care how loved you how high this loved one is on your list Mm -hmm. they cannot simply be the sole source of your identity and your encouragement and your value no like i think you need to sometimes in life you you would need to learn to pick yourself up yeah and 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 it's it comes from jesus has said this Mm -hmm. jesus has done this no this is jesus i will pick myself up in that way you know and one thing um my mom always says she's proud of me always she she just goes she goes on but one thing i've learned is she's proud of me but one day, someday, it could happen that she doesn't feel that way. Mm. And that doesn't make me any less. Mm. You know what I mean? Because Jesus has said, this is who Simi is. 
So if she's proud of me today, I would take that as a compliment, you know. But in the future, if she doesn't feel that way, and I feel like I'm moving in the direction that God is leading me, I know it's in Christ. Mm -hmm. And people will always come around, see? And sometimes they may not. And that's okay. But in Christ, in Christ, it's in Christ. Now to the third part, (laughs) which is the question about your weaknesses. Um, I think weaknesses, I'm starting to see them as beauty. Yeah. Because they they make you dependent on God. Mm-hmm. Um, and see, I, I, I say this to my friend all the time when I call her, I'm like, what's the worst that can happen mm-hmm. if this thing doesn't go well? What's the worst that can happen if my weaknesses become more apparent? I'm at the feet of Christ. Mm-hmm. I'm closer to Christ. Yeah. I'm more dependent on Christ. And is that the worst thing that could happen? Mm-hmm. No, actually, no. You know, weaknesses force you to go back to God, to go back to your maker. I mean, I think of Moses and how he couldn't, like he he was a stutter, I think. And he had to go back to God. I said, man, I I don't know how to, you know. And God is like, no, I got you. Yeah. You know, I got you. I will hold you. The disciples were not learned. And I think that's one thing that made it so like, oof. Like they are able to preach the gospel like this. Because they, they, they didn't study. They were not like the Pharisees who were well studied. But God provided. Mm. Jesus is, God doesn't just provide finances and provide food. and pro- He provides in the places of your weakness. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And even to add to that, um, I was even going to say, like, another place that we might look as weaknesses is, like, um, like, I'm thinking of, like, seasons. Like when you feel like, okay, this month was hard, say mentally, say spiritually, say in whatever way it was, it was hard. And I think that many people like may look on those times of their lives and wonder like, okay, what am I doing wrong? Like, is my identity really in Christ? Is God really with me? Again, the same way it's like in your weaknesses, and we might look at those character character traits or like some place that you're missing out on but you might even look at a season as like this was a weak period of my life mm. in that he's strong in that exactly. he's sustenance in that you that you you get to like it's like you get to hit maybe some form of rock bottom and find that he's beneath you and then your faith is something that it wasn't without that yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's like whatever weak looks like mm-hmm. if it's Honestly, like week for everybody is so personal. Mm-hmm. Um, it might be a relationship with somebody. It might be mm-hmm. um, a trait. It might be the some experience you've had. Whatever week looks like, he is strong in your weaknesses. Mm-hmm. He can be glorified in your weaknesses. You can mm-hmm. find him in those weaknesses. Mm-hmm. And like, he will strengthen you from those and you will grow from mm-hmm. that. And like you will find that like, okay, he's still mm-hmm. there to root you to draw you in a little closer, mm-hmm. to love you a little more, like with the gentle love that you desire, with that you deserve, but also with the love that like brings up something like a fire in you, a conviction in you that wasn't there before. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's like, don't, don't say like, oh no, I don't really have any like places that I think are particular. Mm-hmm. Maybe you don't, maybe it'll come, but whatever it is, it's like in your weakness, whatever it looks like, he is strong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Guys, like I'm looking through the questions and I'm like, yo, we answered everything indirectly, but directly, you know what I mean? But it's just Holy Spirit because literally it just flowed like amazingly. So uh yeah, I think it, my last question would be like, what would be your advice for someone who is trying to understand what who God has called them to be, what their identity is in Christ, and what is the steps to take towards that? Does that happen as soon as they accept Christ as their Lord and personal Savior? Mm-hmm. Is it something that they've already had um, from the get-go? They just have to tap into, like, how does that look like? And, yeah, how to um, mm-hmm. stay in their identity in Christ as well. Mm-hmm. Well, the main one I would say is, like, well, first of all, I kind of do believe that we all have like the Holy Spirit, like we all have, um, like we're made in the image of God. So we're not estranged from God in the sense that like, oh, it'll be such a striving, such a like, I have to fight to to find my identity in Christ. I believe we were first carved. So we actually are made to find our fitting in Christ. We actually are made to find ourselves in the body of Christ. Um, so that's one thing. So don't look at it like an uphill battle. 
to start off with. But then what helped me when I first decided like, okay, I'm going to walk in Christ is like, um, God gave me a desire for the word. Um, so I was able to read through the new Testament and I was able to read like for the first time ever for myself about this Jesus that I talked about. Then I was able to read about like his disciples and then like, you know, Paul and they, they he breaks like the gospel down so well in the Bible. You see it in Hebrews and Romans. So all that to say is first pray about it. Um, pray for a desire for his word and then go ahead and read his word. Yeah. Yeah. I think if I were, that's good. Um, if I were to give advice, I think one thing I wish someone told me was that there's identity for you in Christ. Yeah. Um, I think I, I didn't know that, you know, so I just thought like being a believer just was like, oh yeah, now we've accepted Christ and now mm -hmm. we walk in it. Yeah. So to the new believer, I'm telling you that put it down somewhere in your paper because it will happen naturally. One day you just find that God would just ask you a question and you're like, oh, this just shook up my entire world. <laughs> but put it down somewhere. There's identity for me in Christ and it's to be found. Yeah. So that's, that's literally like, as you, you know, just go on about, like I would say, because that's how it happened for me. I would say go on about like reading scripture, you know, be stay in community. Oh my God. I think community was so key for me in finding my identity because the thing about we've talked about labels those are communities where it's negativity and it's 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 you know they just point out your weaknesses but see there also is community that points out your strengths yeah and so yeah. for me i was in a community where i felt like they were pointing out my strengths so much so that i had to look at them and i started to ask oh why don't i think this way of this thing you know it's like a if someone complimented I, i'm thinking of something they say to me all the time i can't remember maybe i, I don't know but something nice someone has said and i'm like i don't actually believe that mm. and so that made me go back to god and say god i, I don't well, what are you talking about you know i don't believe that yeah. and so be in community be in the word you know ask god questions be honest with god and just remember there's identity for you in christ and yeah. it's to be found and it will be found. Yeah. <laughs> so exactly. yeah, that, that would be my advice. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, if I can just throw one last one in there, I, I'd ask like, okay, right now, what is the gospel according to the Bible? I feel like that's like a good place to start. Like what is the gospel according to the Bible? Uh, search off on that, ask on that, yeah. but according to the Bible. So then mm -hmm. dig into the Bible. What is the gospel? Mm -hmm. Because I think mm -hmm. that's that will help you realize why you need to read the Bible. Because then you see so many people have different understanding of what the gospel is. Meanwhile, we all have the same Bible. So what is the gospel according to the Bible? So that just encompasses everything. It's like, okay, then the community I'm surrounded by, like what what's are we according to the Bible? So it's like, let me find a community that's according to the Bible. Um, so yeah, that's yeah, and I and I think what that does is it takes away work. Mm. as a badge of identity yeah. mm. because where you realize it says in scripture where then is boasting it is excluded because we're saved by the law that requires faith and not work yeah. and so when you recognize that it's apart from works then you see that okay this identity is a whole new ball game and yeah. i don't know so when you know what the gospel is i think it just creates like a ripple effect and we're gonna throw it back to marion <laughs> no no that was that was really really good um that was really amazing and for me i would just remind anyone you know people might give you i kind of see it as like nicknames like maybe that nickname that you don't like that people call you um doesn't matter because that's not who your parent names you you know mm. you are who your parent named you not what other people nickname you right so it's going back to like the mistakes and the things that you might want off of you you're not those things you are who yeah. your father christ you know yeah. has called you and yeah. so don't be afraid step out on faith trust in his identity that he's given you learn it get to know it get to spend time in him so you could develop that in and grow in that and uh dare just just dare to to bask in that identity and uh yeah so before we close officially i'm gonna ask anu to pray us out um after this beautiful conversation i hope this has helped someone get to know 
you know, what God says about who they are and what identity means and maybe redefine what identity means or maybe revisit what identity means in Christ. And um, yeah, we're just going to pray. So go ahead, Ani. Dear Father, I want to thank you for this time that we've gotten to just um, to talk and discuss and learn more about um, what it means to have identity in Christ. Father, I thank you that you um, you're with us always and forever. God, I thank you for the ones who have listened. I thank you for the ones who have shared today. Holy Spirit, I pray that um, the conversation that has started today, God, you will see it through. Um, that I pray that the things that we've heard, that they will stir up something in everybody, no matter where we think that, well, no matter where we think we are um, on this um, journey of understanding our identity, the one that thinks they have arrived, the one that thinks that they don't even know how to start. Holy Spirit, I thank you for how you started this conversation, how you started digging um, beneath the surface. Father, I pray that you would bring understanding. I pray that you would bring compassion. I pray that you would bring light to where it's confusing. I pray that you would bring conviction and I pray you bring a desire for growth, a desire to see ourselves the way you see us, a desire to love ourselves, God, a desire to to, to, to follow you and to walk the way that you want us to walk and to love ourselves, to love our neighbors as ourselves, to love, to walk as Christ-led people. Yes. And Father, we recognize that that is absolutely impossible by our own strength. So Father, I pray that each person will recognize their need for you. And I thank you, God, because you come running for us. You don't wait for us. You don't, um, you don't leave us to, you don't, you don't tease us, God. You are eager. You are eager. You don't wait for us to beg you, God. You are eager to come to us, to help us, to pick us up, to guide us. So Father, I pray that that today will be how we see you as we, as we grow in this thing of understanding our identity in Christ. So I thank you, Holy Spirit. I thank you, Father, for hearing us for coming through for teaching us um i just love you god thank you for loving us in jesus name i pray amen amen, amen. 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 oh thank you so much for praying and thank you guys so much for um joining as guests on the podcast i'm super super excited for this to be released and to re-listen to it so thank you so much again and we'll do it again soon definitely yes yes, soon, soon, yes. Soon. so yeah thanks guys and have a good rest of your day Bye. Thank you so much, Mario. Bye.